0: Previously on the Dave and Steve Show,
1: uh, so I shoveled out uh, her driveway in a neighborly way.
0: You and I know a couple from a town. <laughs> a couple from a town. So stupid. <laughs> you and I know. You and I know two people from somewhere.
2: Sport sashes are worn on on that shoulder, but Miss America and Mayoral uh, sashes are are worn on the other shoulder.
1: I shoveled a lot of snow. I shoveled. Um... My neighbor's uh, driveway because uh, she's a nurse or some junk. Anyway, I don't
0: know. Yeah, at one point I asked the doctor if he was trying to get the two cameras to meet in the middle. And I was joking, saying, like, you know, up through the button, down through the mouse, see if you can get him to handshake in the middle. Yeah,
1: there's only like three smells in the world that will cause me to start to throw up. I am more like, yes, it's going to be a romantic getaway, at least if she wants a ride home. A little copper tone coconut oil on there, just glistening on your son.
0: So since the on your son. So since we <laughs> his skin, the sun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a little, just a little tingle, just a little tingle on the
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stop the show. Stop <laughs> the show. We are <laughs> Sh-
0: Show number 45. That was weird. My mic wasn't working. Show number 45 of the Dave and Steve show. I'm Dave. Sitting right alongside me and, Mary, and 27 miles away is Steve. 45. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom, Tracy. My voice has not been that high since I was 11. Before we get to anything else, I want to talk about Steve's appearance. Steve, I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at you on the camera. You're wearing some kind of thick coat that has a... If you've ever gone and gotten like your oil changed or your car serviced or anything like that, imagine like this sort of grayish, dark blue coat that the mechanics wear... They have a patch, a white patch that usually has their name on it. Steve has that patch with a name on it. He's got a beard that has filled in quite nicely. It's a, It's got some scruff to it, and I mean some scruff in a good way. That's a girthy mm-hmm. beard you got going on yeah. right now. I will say I have not seen you look this manly, possibly ever.
2: Oh, well, uh, I, if that's a compliment, <laughs> ring-a-ding-ding.
0: It is. It that. you You right now look like you could start some shit. You look like yeah. you could you could throw down. So if we go back to our hometown to play a reunion show and yeah. as we've talked on previous episodes I'm a little worried now that you might fear for your life there. Dress just like this, nobody will mess with you. They'll think, "Wow, Ooh. that damn guy, man. He's This is I'll tell you what this I'll tell you exactly who it, Now I've I've got it. I know who you remind me of. You remind me of Pam from the office. Her husband or fiance that she wound up never getting married to. What was his name? The guy, the guy in the Boy. warehouse. Yeah. Roy. You yeah. remind me of Roy once Roy got into shape and came back looking kind of hot, but scruffy at the same time. That's mm. what you look like right now.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I was thinking that. about the uh, the guy in Wayne's world that worked at the, uh, at the emissions garage. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's where I was going. But I think you're more accurate there. Yeah. Well, I, I
2: appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Um, I will say that this is the jacket that I use to change the hummingbird feeders. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. So I did work at a place that actually gave, well, didn't give them, we rented these coats to folks. Um, and they had the you know personalization and everything like that. And they gave us each, um, a couple of these and like some, uh, some work pants and they literally, literally were the, the clothes that, Um, we would rent out to different garages or places that worked, um, you know, outside that, that, that could get dirty and, and really, and stuff. And it's, it's quilted. I mean, it's, it's warm. It's a, it's a great um, working around the house jacket. The only problem is when you zip it all the way to the top, it catches your beard and then you squeal a little bit when it, uh, when it pulls that out. But I do like this jacket a lot. I I do like that it says my name.
1: My beard's so long that when I zip up my pants, yeah, yeah, uh, beard gets stuck in it. Imagine own. that happens. That's that, yeah. that's you got to yeah. watch out for all those zippers.
3: Yes.
0: Hey, uh, so th- I, I did want to mention that I, I mentioned it on last week's show that my wife and I were going to get away for a little while to a hotel hang out, watch stuff, yes. uh, I, I wanted to share a couple of uh, pro tips with you guys as far as these types of things mm-hmm. go. Should you plan a similar excursion with with a loved one, or even not a loved one, even if you're by yourself, in the day and age of the pandemic, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, okay. DoorDash, awesome, order any food, they are very safe, they're, they're very uh, uh, pandemic conscious, I guess you'd say, about how they deliver the food, so all that was great. We ordered the first night. I was so excited because I hadn't eaten good Italian food in a while. Did the whole thing, looked up, you know, used a couple of different apps to find a good Italian place. Highly rated. Thousands of reviews. Awesome. Let's do it. We ordered the food. DoorDash brought it to us. Opened it up. We didn't have utensils. Uh Ah. We if you order DoorDash or any of the similar services at home and they bring it to you, obviously, you've got a drawer full of most people have a drawer full of silverware. When you're in a hotel room, you don't have that. And the hotels are not like the hotels used to be pre pandemic. There's no dining services. There's no anything like that. And so we basically said, can we get we called down said, can we just get some silverware? Sure. No problem. Just understand we're very short staffed. It's going to take a little while to get it to you fine an hour and 20 minutes later we got utensils and in the meantime mm. we had like savages we had just eaten the food straight from the boxes with our hands <laughs> when i answered the door i looked like a seven-year-old who had been handed a plate full of spaghetti at a picnic it was on my fingers it was on my face like it was it was everywhere so pro tip number two and it's very similar it's related if you decide on this getaway that you're going to bring a couple of bottle of w- bottles of wine to enjoy, you've got to have a way to open the goddamn bottles of wine. And oh yeah. Our our hotel room, even though it was a very nice hotel room, did not have a bottle opener in the hotel room. Now Steve, believe it or not, Even though I was with my wife and we were about to open some wine and all that, I couldn't help but think of you because I thought to myself, if I was in this room with Steve Dam right now, Steve Dam would have his Swiss Army knife, which has a (laughs) bottle opener on it, and I would not be having this problem right now. Steve and I would already be knuckle deep into our first bottle of wine. Well, that sounded weird. I didn't mean for that to come out that way. Maybe knuckle deep. wasn't. I
4: mean, I'd be cheering
2: you on, but I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have saved so many parties with that Swiss army knife and not just with the corkscrew, the corkscrew definitely, but there have been times when there've been cases and cases of Corona and like big bags of limes, nothing to cut it with. And I, and I'm the only one with with anything that can cut and i've i've saved so many parties that way i should be i should be hired for
0: parties like at what age did you start carrying the swiss army knife i feel like it was around the 11 12 range am i 12 12 yeah yeah
2: and uh and i had my original one up until like two years ago and i mean it had seen some shit I mean it, it had some battle scars and yeah. stuff. And I and I I kind of retired it because my wife had given me um well oh, I have it I have it on me right now in case you want to open a bottle of wine out here. Um I have my one that my wife gave me on our first wedding anniversary and I, I love this thing because it has a pen. I mean it has like a straight pin, like tiny screwdriver, everything. Um, but the original one I would use when I would travel and I put it into and I would put it into my um my not my carry-on bag because they won't let that sure. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it in my stowaway bag. And uh wouldn't you know it, on the way back from Florida one time, um one of the zippers was open and um the old one fell out.
3: Oh that fell sucks. out somewhere,
2: yeah. lost it. It's a oh. heartbreaker, but uh
1: but it I fell out into uh, somebody's uh pocket. Right. Uh, who was uh looking through your luggage. You know maybe but
0: The only thing the only thing I've ever lost on a plane that bugged me was so I do these I have these sketchbooks and they're pretty thick sketchbooks. And uh, the whole point of them is I, I actually I try to I'll show them to you guys sometime. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but literally every page and almost every square inch of every page has something drawn on it. I feel they're almost like murals on each fold open page. And then at the end I I write the I write a little note like to my daughter or to my son and I've collected a few of these and these are keepsakes that I'm going to give to them at some point. And so I just figure you know it's a great thing for them to have when they're a little older and I put little notes in them saying like I was in New York when I drew this and I put the date or something like that. So it's it's they're in, in completely non-sequential order. I'll just open to a certain page and just start drawing. But right. they have all sorts of little notes and things in them so I thought they'd like to have them. And I was of the way done with one and I was sketching on an airplane and I put it in the little seat pocket in front of me and then I forgot it and I got off the plane and I got most of the way out of the terminal and then it dawned on me and I tried to go back they wouldn't let me back on the plane of course because there's all the regulations rules now. They went on, they checked, they said, sorry, we don't see anything. They asked my seat a couple of times, went back and checked. They were very nice about it. But in that short amount of time, it was gone. And it had my phone number in it. It had my name in it so that hopefully somebody would find it and call. I have to think, I don't think somebody took it because, oh my gosh, look at this great art book. I literally think they were cleaning the plane as fast as they could. It got thrown in a garbage bag somewhere and was thrown away. But that's the only because those things, those on average, they'll take me a couple years to finish one of those things. And so it was well over a year worth of work that was that was gone. And Steve, I know like that Swiss Army knife, like I feel like I know that Swiss Army knife, like it was a friend to me. Now I know that it's gone missing. Like I feel like we need to do some we we need to form a posse and go after this thing.
2: There's a couple of places that I've searched online to see because there's like you can look up. Uh, on gov deals, you can find stuff that has been left at, uh, airports and stuff you can find some really cool stuff. Um, but they, often there's a lot of knives, but you know, that, that one, I just, I, I'm able to find yeah. it and it's, I, I, I'm nostalgic about it. I, I almost made it like a shadow box and put a little plaque underneath it to talk about all the stuff that it had done. Right. I mean, Her- that Swiss army knife, uh, this one in my pocket the house that we had in Kent. I mean, everywhere I've gone with it, I've used it, um, like for some pretty serious, like fixing of things that needed fixing in an emergency. I've done some crazy stuff with that knife. And I, it is, it is probably my most prized, um, like, um, tool possession that I have. If I lose it, it, it'll be sad that it's lost. I'm not going to be absolutely devastated, but, it's it's a part of me. I like, do feel I mean, like
0: it, you said you used it in several emergencies. I feel like you're throwing around the term emergency a little loosely. This is not as though you had a train car dangling from your arm by a rope, and if you didn't cut the rope, you were going to fall, and you, you did. This was you you cut a couple of limes at a party for some people. <laughs> like I've I like, right. <laughs> it, it wasn't
2: a party emergency. It was, <laughs> but, I mean, things that, like, I'm, I'm stuck near a roof, or I'm on a roof or – by a roof mm-hmm. and I I need to get this thing unhooked like right now or it's gonna fall and everything's gonna be and I have to like unscrew it and I'm like how am I gonna get this and then I pull it out, I start screwing.
0: <laughs> hey, <Great>. hey uh <laughs> so so I will say this. Um Seattle is trippy right now. If you guys haven't been downtown Seattle, I think we talked on the show a while back. One of us was... Steve, was it you that had to go downtown?
2: I went downtown.
0: So I was downtown on... The only time we left the hotel room, we left it one time, and it was to just run to a Target that was a couple blocks up the street. It was Sunday. It was about 12, maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, and it was the weirdest thing. It was Day of the Comet. It was we were walking down streets in seattle and you would look in one direction four blocks down and not see another person not a single yeah. soul walking the streets of seattle with you now that's not to say every street was like that we would turn some corners and there'd be you know a fair amount of people kind of spread out but milling around you'd at least see people but there were there were streets and nothing was open on a sunday which is yeah, so we, weird we were
1: talking about a city with a bustling downtown that we, you right. would see hundreds of people on every corner right it's, it's,
0: Yeah, we went we went and got, you know, the few things we needed at Target. We were on our way back and we my wife. So the hotel, all they had, because, again, they don't have any kind of like cafe services or anything like that in these hotels right now. Everything is just as bare bones as can be. They have a a coffee maker with just some awful coffee. And my wife's a coffee snob anyway. So she was like, can I just stop and get like a Tully's or a Starbucks or something like that? And I, I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just pop into one of these places. Nothing was open. No Starbucks were open, no Tully's were open, no Seattle's Best were open, no nothing was open. And we got back to the hotel, and we actually said to the front desk, is there any place close by for a decent cup of coffee? And she gave us the, like, mmm, like, shook her head and said, no, not really, because she said this is how it is in Seattle now. Most of," the, She said the Starbucks that was directly across the street, they were open today, but they close at 1 o'clock now every Sunday. That's how it works now. Most of these places, if they open on Sunday, they're closed by 1 So it was just weird to be in this major metropolitan city,
3: Seattle,
2: yeah, place known for coffee,
3: yeah, and we couldn't find coffee. coffee
0: It it Uh. was it was a trip. I mean, it it really was. Um, But the and and then we'll get off me. But speaking of the pandemic, the one thing I did want to mention that I thought. I was having some – I was reflecting about this as far as obviously the pandemic has been horrific and it's caused a lot of hardship for a lot of people and it's caused a lot of issues. But then I was kind of thinking over the weekend or over the week how it's also brought up around some, some good stuff. There's been some positives out of it. And mostly that that positive has come from this kind of stuff like we're doing tonight. We've now find, found a way to communicate with one another via our computer – and we can connect in this way. And one of the things that I did this week that was actually really cool is for the first time ever, my buddy Toby and I, who we played in a band with Steve for many, many years, we connected over this app and we started playing guitar together. And it's a, an app specifically designed for musicians to play together. So if you've seen any of those videos of like Journey at Home or whoever, at like pick your band at home. And they're all playing in their own separate living rooms, but they're all together in the little quad screen, and you can see them all playing a song together. It's that app. It's an app called Jam Kazam, and we used it. Now, for those of you who don't maybe don't know tech or don't know music or anything like that, music-wise, in order for a song to work well, you got to hear each other. And you have to hear each other in exact real time because your strumming has to be together. Your beats have to be together. Everything has to be on time. And if anything is off by a little bit, Steve knows this, being a drummer. If, if that timing is off by a fraction, it throws everybody off. And so what is so cool about this, and they're not sponsors or anything, but what was so cool about this is the latency was so good on this app that we were able to play, even though we were streaming and even though this data was traveling several hundred miles back and forth, we were able to play together in real time. And it was awesome. Like I had my little mic set up and my guitar. He had his mic set up and his guitar and we practiced. We ran through seven or eight different songs. So this is the type of thing that, again, I know this doesn't make the the scales even. It doesn't even things out on the pandemic front. But at the same time, that was something that I thought was really cool because now it sort of takes the shackles off of needing to be in the same band space in order to practice or do any of these types of things anymore. And I, I was really excited by it.
1: No, my question is on that. How, where does it leave Steve? Because the drums are a difficult thing to mic correctly. And, um, so where does that leave Steve when you need a drummer? Are you just saying, no, we don't need you tonight. We have a drum track that we can just like plug in. Well, Steve
0: would have to
2: $1,200 for um, mics and a, and a decent uh, mixer setup so that I can, um, I can mix it all down and send it, send it
1: through the channel
0: or or you would have to use your v-drums which you're i mean that's that's the other option but yeah oh, you're yeah, gonna have to yeah. mic the drums or, or, you're gonna...
1: or is there a drum machine where you just don't talk to steve at all <laughs> i know that's I, the thing i'm asking is there I know, like i know oh, you're
0: look. i know you're giving steve shit right now but this the, toby actually had this device called the beat buddy and the beat buddy is a little box the size of a guitar pedal that mm-hmm. you can set not only can you set it to just give you different beats and different rhythms and all that kind of stuff it's got a, when you step the pedal, the pedal does fills, so you can do fills at the right time just by stepping on it with your foot, yeah. and you can go online and you can literally download from thousands of songs the actual song, like the drum pattern for, I mean, pick your song, and it plays it with the fills and everything, and so...
1: That's perfect, he, and then you're not saying, like, remember, hey, this is awesome, you know, remember how damn can't do a decent Texas shuffle? <laughs> yeah, you know, but... But, but can that can that little box make you laugh, Dave? No.
0: Can
2: it make you laugh?
0: No, it can't. Um,
2: and, uh, and I don't have a problem with the Texas Shuffle. Everybody knows I have a problem with reggae, both well, <laughs> playing it and saying it.
0: The, the thing that I did notice, and then <laughs> we'll get off this, but the thing that I did notice is that what the Beat Buddy did that Steve doesn't do is it knew when to shut up. It knew when to <laughs> stop playing. Uh, many, many times... Because the rest of the band comes right in, right, and they start they start setting up, and it doesn't take much. I put an amp up, I plug a cord into it, I got my guitar, and it's making noise. All right, so everybody comes in, they're doing their thing, they get everything set up pretty quickly. Tune, Steve comes in. He's got seventeen thousand. First of all, he's Neil Pert, even though we're playing in a in a smoke filled little bar in the middle of Central Washington. He's right. coming in with his seventeen toms and his big giant cymbal that hangs in the back, and all the different things. He's got his gong. He's got all that stuff. So his chimes, you got to hang each individual chime. It takes time. He puts this whole He puts this whole thing together. And then so we're done. We have we have sound checked, we have tuned. We're ready to go. Everything's taped down, and we've been talking for a little while. Usually about 10-15 minutes by the time Steve is done fully setting up this monstrosity he calls a drum but, kit.
1: But he but he hasn't like he hasn't done that like the little scooting like, it's set up, and it looks right. It he's, looks like it's always done, but then he, like, his throne is, like, got to come a little forward. He's and then pretty the, dialed the in. Steve, scoot.
0: Steve's been doing this long enough. He gets it pretty close. But the point is, uh-huh. by this point, we're all sitting down, maybe sipping on a beer, having a little fried food from the bar, whatever it might be, and that's when Steve starts drumming. And he starts to kick in the drums, and he's doing some stuff, and he's tuning the drum heads. And, and so we wait for him to be done, and the moment he stops playing, we try to talk again, and so after a while, we just have to wait. We have to wait for Steve to be fully done, and then he comes over and joins us, and then we can all talk together. The Beat Buddy, you just don't press the button; it doesn't start drumming. It's it's pretty wild.
2: <laughs> Tracy, you were gonna say?
1: No, I just think uh, I think every every moment when you said Beat Buddy, you really just. Made me realize just how obsolete Steve is in so many ways. <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, we, we could." The Beat Buddy needs to be a guest on the show. Can you get the Beat Buddy on the show? I may,
0: I may, I know people. I may be able to okay. get the Beat Buddy on. All right. Uh, so that 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 was my week. Uh, Tracy, what did you do last week? Did you do anything special? Well, I did what I promised I would. I
1: uh, got on my bicycle and left my house, and I was gone for five hours, and I. I rode about 40 miles. Now that was awesome. And the weather was actually good enough to where there was, I don't know, a good 20 minutes where I felt sun on me.
0: And what day was it, this?
1: It was uh, Saturday.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Now
1: the interesting thing about Saturday or well, the interesting thing about that is like, I can ride a long ways on my bicycle, but I've discovered that um, I don't feel very good afterwards. And my legs were just on fire that night. I could not get my legs to calm down. And I think it had something to do with the forty mile bike ride.
0: <laughs> I didn't know if it, I, I I didn't know if you were gonna say your legs or if you were gonna start to talk about being like saddle sore from being on the bike for that long. I didn't know if it no,
1: was tomorrow. Of... That's a that's a thing that used to happen. It doesn't anymore. There's something going on down there that settled that score nicely. So I don't uh, I I wasn't even a little tender down there. I gave uh, I gave it a little one-two down there, and it wasn't uh, wasn't bad at all. And
0: and for all you young people, and I'm not talking like inappropriately young. I'm talking like even in your in your 20s who who have the ability to get on a bike, get on a bike and ride the bike a lot. Because when you get to my age, and I'm only going to speak for myself and not the two of you. Things start to sag in the in the sackle satchel sa- sack region of of your body. Your balls start to hang down a little bit further, and if you don't wear the right kind of shorts that really snug those things up, you stand up on the bike to get going, and you sit back down, and you will sit on one of your nuts, and it is the most mm. uncomfortable thing. So now I have to wear like special kinds of shorts just because. I didn't have this problem in my 20s or 30s. And I don't know why my voice went that high. But what I'm saying is your balls get in the way now. So, Tracy, I have to assume you wear special shorts for your old man nuts. Well, no, you
1: you are assuming wrong is that you're you are assuming that there is uh, there's a problem there that doesn't exist. There is a virility there that is just is amazing. And so I don't really keep that area up, really. Um, it's been, you know, it's been decommissioned probably a good 15 years. I mean, but, but, the, uh, but what I'm saying is
0: that the architecture. Ever since uh, the, the leak, the meltdown. it's yeah, been exactly.
2: Two BBs in a contact lens. It's,
1: it's one of those things where something has gone so old now that it's chic. And so I've got a, kind of a mid-century modern going on down there.
3: Yeah, and yeah. And so
1: it, it's definitely old, but it's it's in vogue. And so... You're
0: telling me uh, you don't wear any special, like, compression shorts or anything like that to ride a bike? You ride your bike au oh, naturel. Well, not au um, oh, naturel. That'd be weird, but... It, well, not like
1: commando, but I, I wear uh, boxer briefs. So, and there's, I don't know, like uh, 20% spandex or something in them or 8%. So, I mean, they're grabbing, they're not like, uh, they're hugging me a little bit. They're not like loose, like cotton, like uh, just wearing a t-shirt down there, but they're holding things in place. But again, like I'm saying that the things aren't as bad as uh, you assume. I mean, I think, I know that I'm on like, I'm on death's door down there and that Things are going, I'm probably five years away from things going very terrible. And that there's, there's arrangements I'm going to have to make maybe even a brand, a different, like a bar stool kind of uh, bike seat. It, it might be <laughs> something like that. I don't know, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm close to that, but, uh, no, I'm fine. So if, if I'm getting this right, just so it's not,
2: you know, crude, you're saying your situation down there is if we were to put it in terms of like font, you'd be more of a courier. Dave, you're more of a Garamond. Um, would you, would you say
1: that? Yeah, with extra that, subscript.
0: I think yeah. my, I think my problem might be, and this is a quick impromptu poll I'm going to pull right now. Tracy, I already know you, you just said box of briefs, Steve, what are you, you, you a tidy whitey guy. What do you, what do you like to throw around on there?
4: Uh,
2: it's it, at this point, it's gotta be boxer briefs, um, with some reinforcement.
0: Yeah. See, well, of course, cause you're, you got a couple of bowling balls hanging from your scrotum there. But, uh, so for me, I've always gone boxers, not boxer brief. And I think now I'm starting to see that's the problem. Maybe if I just went a good pair of boxer briefs, cause they've been hanging just, just willy nilly for so long that gravity's taken its toll.
2: You can get. Get some try when you ride to get like some compression shorts or something like that. You'll you'll feel a lot better, um, but definitely go boxer briefs there and, and get like quality ones. Don't you can go with Costco, but you should get you should get some decent ones. Get designer but, ones. Yeah. With, dry yeah, with your arms. with your names, with All your right. name on. So, so on Tracy,
0: you, you you rode around for several hours, not squishing your nuts. Anything else?
1: No, I, I don't have anything else. I really wish I did, but no,
0: that's, that's Okay. It. All right. Steve, what about you?
2: Um I made a I made a mean vegetable curry. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. That went well. Yes. It was great. Um and I will be more than happy to uh give you guys the recipe. But that made me think, um, I wanted to ask you guys if you have a couple of go-to crock pot. Not like Instapot, but crock pot. Recipes that you like
0: to do. I'm gonna need you to get off the show right now. I need no. you to unplug your microphone, turn around, and walk out.
4: Right I now. will not.
2: It is totally okay. I make a killer roast in one of those things. I and I've made some
0: really good. Pork I, pork. I am not. I'm not casting judgment as far as your ability with a crockpot. I'm saying this is not the goddamn show for crockpot recipes to be shared. Okay. <laughs> we
4: talked about
2: about um thanksgiving sides for like at an thanksgiving hour.
0: it's not crockpot giving
2: <laughs> it's crockpot weather i mean it's it's absolutely okay i'll i'll ask the other podcast Tr- Tr-
0: tracy about. i feel like you're itching to share a crockpot pot recipe here go ahead i not hate anymore croc- you're
1: scared as crockpot pot I, I hate crockpots. pots i've been using like uh pressure cookers for years because they make great bombs but aside from that Ouch. They um to they, they, <laughs> the look on Daisy, Day, he's like, Oh, let me look at the timestamp. We need to actually
4: probably not <laughs> yeah, he, say, so, he said bong. Take right? a, take like, a bongs quick break. Make
1: and, bon- great yeah. like bongs. Bomb, and uh right, yes, yeah. so besides that, I've been using them for years, and so I can't it, it's amazing that when crop when uh the pot became popular, people were scared to use them. For whatever reason because they thought they'd explode or whatever but uh, they're just a they're just a uh, pressure cooker with a with a timer on it I mean
0: sounds like a dream come true anyway I hate you for doing this to the show Steve I, um
2: I, I have I have an instapot that I don't use very much here we go it,
0: it, <laughs> we've now gotten into farm swap I'll trade it for a <laughs> 1972 John Deere tractor seat.
2: Do you, uh, do you do you have how are you how are you set on ladles? Because I'll uh, I'll I'll trade you that Instapot for a good set of ladles.
0: Uh, Go ahead, Dave. We're-, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break on the Dave and Steve Show. When we come back, I doubt Steve will be a part of the show anymore. We'll be right back after this.
4: Everybody knows you get the best deal at Larry's. If you're looking for great value and a good steak, Larry's is the place. We got new inventory coming in on Monday, so all these steak dinners have to go. I don't have room for all these steaks on the showroom floor, so we're pricing them to move, move, move. I got a T-bone here with optional potatoes and asparagus. Don't like asparagus? We got the same steak with broccoli or corn for the same price. Mention this ad and we'll undercoat it with A1 sauce for nothing. That's right, nothing. Corporate sent us a big truck full of lobster by mistake. Send it back? Hell no! Our loss is your gain. Get a butter-dipped Australian lobster tail for just $13.99. That's right, $13.99. At Larry's, you don't need to be a big spender. We have burgers and sandwiches for the economy class. No down payment, no credit? Who cares? It's just freaking dinner. We are the last food dealership in town that will take your third-party checks. Got other food at your house? We'll give you a top dollar for your trade. Come see us right now at Larry's New and Used Steaks at the end of Otto Row in Auburn.
1: Coppertone suntan lotion was invented in 1944 by pharmacist Benjamin Green as a product that would help darken tans. The brand's famous Coppertone girl became an iconic figure that was instantly recognizable for its Rockwell-esque playful depiction of a young girl and her dog. Many who have studied brand marketing have singled out Coppertone as the single greatest example of scent marketing in modern commerce. The fragrance was identified by researchers that focus on human memory as an example of an odor that easily evokes memories of those participating in the studies, despite the iconic reference to the Coppertone Girl, it's good to remember that Coppertone isn't just for your wives and daughters; it's for your sons too. This has been Tracy's. I really say some stupid shit sometimes. Minute.
3: They all live for the sun.
0: Tracy doesn't know what drops I pull at the beginning of the show for the previously on the Dave and Steve show. But I think we all could assume that that was going to be <laughs> one of the drops that was pulled for this week. Without a doubt. I,
1: I kind of had a hunch that was going to be in the top three. Yeah, definitely for featured. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and the the bleep reminded me. So <laughs> the other thing that Tracy pointed out over the week was that I dropped the F bomb last episode and said I was going to bleep it out on the show. I actually said, I'm going to need to bleep that out later because it really was unintentional it just slipped out and then i forgot to bleep it out later so i apologize to anybody if i offended you with the f-bomb uh that was uh that's yeah we that's, don't
1: normally do that so we, that's, that was just we
0: do we mistake. try to avoid it we're marked as an explicit podcast because we will say shit and a few other things now and then but we try to avoid the f-bomb And that really was unintentional it slipped out i'm not i'm i'm half kidding i'm i don't i don't really feel bad about it i think you can all handle a an occasional F bomb now and then, but it it was my intention to go back and bleep it out. And I just forgot. So,
1: yeah, it's it's usually the poo poo and pee pee is the stuff that we're, uh, that's right. Dial back. Yeah. Right in the wheelhouse.
0: Hey, I believe a little bit later in the show and I'm not, you guys need to clarify for me. Is this a, is this a tandem game that you guys have, have cooked up together?
2: So it's, I, I took, I took this idea that, I mean, you guys had the idea and then I kind of, like tighten it up a little bit and it's it's going to be you're the only one that's really competing but tracy and i will be scored on how you do based on the the the, the pieces that we
0: give you uh got it's, more you. That a, st-
1: it's more of a stump the band kind of thing
0: got it yeah I, i'm playing on yeah. behalf of you guys okay i got that okay so we're we're gonna get to that so what i was gonna say is we gotta we gotta get rolling because we got the game a little bit later so we're gonna jump right into tracy's headlines And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines.
1: Staff at a University of Michigan library temporarily closed the building after three venomous spiders turned up in the basement storage area.
0: Nope. Nope. Next story. Let's move on. Next story, (laughs) Tracy.
1: the Mediterranean uh, recluse spider uh, were found in late January uh, in the Shapiro undergraduate library on the school's Ann Arbor campus. The library reopened Tuesday after being closed Sunday and treated uh, Monday for spiders. Spiders were not in any public area areas, said university spokesman. Uh, but said staff closed the building due to a misunderstanding and an abundance of uh, caution. That is kind of ridiculous. I mean, the, I mean.
2: So here's the thing with recluse sp- spiders: they are freaking everywhere. You can't avoid them. You, well, I mean, you can't avoid them. Um, but you can't like shut the university down because <laughs> there's there's three spiders in the in the basement. They, where they are, they are everywhere. And not only that, but the only way to really kill them. You can't just go down there with bug spray because the the recluse spiders in particular they don't clean themselves and that's how a, that's how a bug ingests the the poison it gets onto their body they clean it they 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 ingest it and then they die recluse spiders don't do that. Um, there's one stupid way that you can do it. You can put the poison inside some fiberglass, the spider walks through it. It cuts the spider and and it goes in and, and it'll kill it that way. But they, it's just like when you see glass on the street, you'll just step over it. Um,
1: So Dave, I need a counterpoint from you. uh, I think you think these were at least reasonable measures. I I have a couple of
0: counterpoints. First of all, Steve, (laughs) whether the spider cleans itself or not, I know from firsthand experience. If you dump an entire can of Raid out onto a single spider, it will kill it no matter what. It literally crushes it under the weight of the Raid that's sitting on the back of the spider. If you still use enough, drown yeah. The yeah. So that's that's point one. The spider didn't have to clean itself, and I was still able to kill it with Raid. Number two. I will see your close the goddamn campus, and I will raise you a burn it to the ground to follow it up because <laughs> if there's no way to clear to kill the recluse spiders the way you describe, then the only choice is to burn everything down each time you see one until they're eradicated from Earth.
2: Oh, well, when we were in Lawrence, I should have told oh, you that God. because you probably you probably saw a couple
1: because they're go. everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Finds a way to so bites
1: by, by the spiders can cause problems ranging from minor skin irritations to tissue death, according to the University of Michigan. That's a
2: pretty rad professor.
0: band name, though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought, didn't they? Um, didn't
1: they uh, 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 tour with Skunk Corpse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Tissue death.
1: So anyway, they uh, identified an adult male spider that was caught in a glue trap um, at the library.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, Steve, you said that that was. Now let me ask you this, Mister Friendly Snake Man. If if they found three, I don't know, pick your pick your poisonous diamondback rattlesnakes. They found three diamondback rattlesnakes in the library of a university. How would you feel about it then? Would you
3: say, ah, just keep it open. It'll be fine. Why are you guys closing it down? You're overreacting.
0: No, you would you would want that place shut down immediately yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah but that's uh that's a uh that's that's not a that's a that's a red herring it's not the the same thing
0: I, i think i've gone too far to be clear with with the spiders and and insects and things in general at my house because i have a pest guy and this guy comes out quarterly and he sprays around the house he puts out these little box weird silver box mouse trap things so that if a mouse goes in there you don't literally see them And if they, you know, get caught, they don't like sit there and stink in the sun or anything like that. So they trap them in this little thing and he comes and cleans them out every once in a while. And I told him specifically, I said, I'm going to tell you right now that I hate spiders. I absolutely am terrified of spiders. And so if you can, I will, I will, you will have a lifetime gig at my house If you can make it so i don't care about outside so much but if you can make it so i never see a spider in my house ever again i will pay you until the day that i pass away even if i'm not (laughs) living in this house anymore i will pay you and so we entered into this agreement but i think now a couple of things i think he's probably using enough chemicals that i'm gonna actually die of cancer before i can know if I ever see a spider in the house because he sprays so much stuff around my house now. It's it's pretty incredible. But,
1: but he is holding up his end of the deal. There, he,
0: he is. And two, I feel like I'm throwing off the entire ecosystem at least in my little bubble of the world because there's no more I mean, you go outside in my house and if you're within 10 feet of the house uh, you, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find anything crawling around on the ground anywhere. So this guy has done his job, but I also feel like I've, I've, I've tipped the scales the opposite direction.
2: Okay, so Quick, quick story, and I will make it quick because I can draw this one out. Is this um, about crockpots? No, it's not about crockpots. It's about a spider it's, in a crockpot. It's about recluse spiders. So when we, when we first moved to Kansas, we were concerned about this. We were concerned about the recluse spiders. And I asked the cable guy, as the cable guy was hooking my stuff up, super friendly guy. I said, so tell me about these um, recluse spiders. Are they as big a problem as as I'm hearing, and he, he turned to me dead stone face. He'd been like super like sweet to me.
0: Jovial. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like really, he turned to, he looked at me and said, yeah, you don't want to mess around with those guys. They're, they're, they're no joke. Like I, um, a couple years ago I reached in well here, he pulls off his, he pulls off his glove and he shows me, um, in between his thumb and his finger there, that meaty part right there. Right. Oh yeah. He shows me this nickel size scar and I'm, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, well, that, that doesn't look absolutely horrible. And, and, um, he said, well, the spider dropped underneath, uh, my glove went underneath and bit me right there. And I said, well, yeah, it, it looks like it made a bit of a, was that like an infection there? He said, no, man, I quick pulled my, uh, my knife from my hip and I dug around it. And I pulled that skin right out so that it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't, uh, get infected. And I said, just like right there like he's oh yeah right there i didn't waste any time i just dug into my hand and 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 cut around the 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 flesh and i said and then then you went to the to the hospital he said oh yeah yeah i went oh i, I thought you were right going to the say hospital. no nope <laughs> no he said yeah i went right to the hospital and uh, and what did the doctor say the doctor said good job you, that that was uh that was smart thinking uh, doing that. I said, the doctor said it was smart thinking for you to perform surgery on yourself Yeah, to cut that around. And he said, yeah, because if that would have gotten into any of those major blood vessels, it would have, it, I could have lost the hand. And, <laughs> and I'm just white as a sheet hearing that story. Yeah, that he, And he's just, Oh, but it's no big deal, man. It's not like the snakes. And then, then he told me about the snakes that he finds in his house frequently oh. big brown snakes it is uh, they like to curl up on his dryer because it's warm
0: that's so. when he showed you the quarter size scar on his nether region <laughs> uh hey uh so the the uh, my wife and i watched a discovery channel and it was a mistake i already hate spiders and then we watched this this thing about the 10 deadliest spiders in the world and of course the brown recluse is on that list And they were talking and this guy, I think, might have been in the Kansas region, but they were talking about he and his wife moved into a rental house and they were, you know, they would hang out in bed. And he said, one of the things that I like to do while I was watching TV is I would put my arm up over my head and I would dangle my hand between the wall and the headboard. And he said, you know, I was just kind of hanging out there one night we were watching TV and he said, I felt something that felt almost like hair or he said, or like a a spider web. And so he said, my wife got up on sort of the back of the headboard and shined her flashlight down and her, the light on her cell phone down in there. And it was nothing but Brown recluse down in nests between the headboard and the wall of this rental house that they had just moved into. And I'm telling you guys right now, I joke, ha ha. I would burn it down. I would burn that place down. I would. I would be hard pressed not to burn that place to the ground, even though it wasn't my property, because that spiders have that much of an impact on me. and I'm not sure why. We we can move on, Tracy. I know you got other news stories. We've I, talked about brown recluse I, for a while. I think you but... made it.
1: You may have made it very hard for yourself to rent in the future. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, uh, our second story: An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry, and she was attacked by a bear from below. I got out there and sat down on the toilet immediately. Something bit my butt as I sat down, Shannon Stevens told reporters. I jumped up and screamed when it happened. Stevens, her brother Eric and his girlfriend had taken, uh, gone out snowmobiling uh, in the wilderness, February 13 to stay at his yurt, which is located 20 miles northwest of Haines in Southeast Alaska. Her brother heard the scream and went out to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt. Then he found Shannon tending to her wound. And they at first thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. But Eric had brought his headlamp with him to see what it was. I opened the toilet seat and there, just a bear's face right there at the level of the toilet seat. And he was looking right back up through the hole of right at me. I shut the lid as fast as I could. There's a bear down there. We got to get out of here now, he said. Then we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could.
2: So that's, I think, bear on, when I sit down on the toilet, bear is like number three thing (laughs) of of things I would prefer to not be underneath me when I'm I'm down there.
0: I feel like number one is that that guy who... I feel like number one was that guy who was making egg salad sandwiches in our previous news story. Yes, was the-
1: <laughs> exactly. Like a Razorback hog. Yeah. And then like a bear.
0: Can Definitely. I just, and, and I'm always the guy that asked this and I guess I'm okay with this. You guys use words that I'm just like, what the hell is that? What's a yurt? Someone help me out here. Is this a cabin? What's a yurt? It's, it's part cabin, part tent.
1: Yeah, so it's it's round, and you kind of sit around it and usually has some kind of, like, uh, fire on the inside. And I don't know exactly what... Uh, it's, I'm a telling a you, it's a semi-comfortable weekend, is what it is.
0: I, I, the That's, only thing I know is why has Kanye West not gotten into making these? Because he could call them the Yeezy Yurts, and they would sell, like, hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this hasn't happened. All right, so Baron, uh-huh. Baron, the, Baron the Pooper
1: yeah <laughs> so look out just look down before you
0: story number three customs
1: of authority in ohio said they intercepted a shipment of cereal earlier this month with a special frosting in grams cocaine u.s customs and border protection officers in cincinnati reported finding 44 pounds of cocaine coated cornflakes that had been shipped from south america to a hong kong home
3: it that's, is. It's
0: pretty amazing the ingenuity that some of these these drug peddlers will go through to get their stuff into the country. It always. It, listen, I know it's it's awful and it ruins lives and all that kind of stuff. But any I'm watching one of these documentaries, I'm like,
3: eh, that's pretty. That's pretty creative. That
0: that's pretty good. Like. But the thing is, though, I've always had a like I, Frosted Flakes
1: have always been kind of a problem for me because. I don't know what it is about them, but I can't sit down and just not eat the whole box. Right, and so they right, don't—they right. don't come into the house at all. And uh, but I don't even know what I would do with like cocaine frosted flakes. Well,
2: you'd like, you'd eat that box, and then you'd go down to the store, and you'd get a couple more boxes. Yeah, and and then you'd write a movie script,
0: and then you'd yeah. paint the house, and then you'd yeah. It, the uh, I was I was watching a Netflix documentary not long ago about the. There were some dudes from and they were uh, tied into all the what you would expect, the South American drug cartels who literally just floated the idea of like, could we buy a Russian submarine to sort of get these drugs where we needed them to be? And it turns out, at least at that time period in the world, this was in like the 90s. Yeah, you could. You could buy a Russian submarine right off the Russians like they didn't. In fact, the one guy was quoted as saying, "The only thing they asked me, they didn't bat an eye. The only thing they asked me was, do you want it with torpedoes or without torpedoes?" I mean, they literally right. were willing to sell them anything. So, but that aside, I mean, that's that's pretty on the nose. Anytime you hear about these things of like, you know, them finding ways to like parachute them in from planes and all these different things or hiding them on different stuff and like it's it's pretty incredible shipping in like plush toys, but instead of it being actual plush stuff inside, it's little Bindles of cocaine like all that kind of stuff it's come on you got to give them some credit
2: this weekend come to crazy ivan's <laughs> submarine
4: emporium
3: i think we have we a new have sponsor
4: we've all kinds of great submarines for all occasion you need to smuggle big drug we have big
2: sub you need to smuggle small drug we have small sub. you want torpedo fine you want trident missile fine we get it to you no big deal, no questions asked. I'm towing one right now.
0: This is we're gonna have to reach out to them and see if they'll sponsor the show. That was amazing, yeah. That would be it, that would be an amazing. Sponsor <coughs> finally,
1: uh, they could probably take up some of those spots. and now
0: get free. Mig
4: 23, no big deal.
1: All right, I actually think you can get a Mig 23 in most places, though. Yes, Our fourth huge. and final story after staying. Home for nearly a year, Americans would give anything to hit the road again, anything. Desperate vacationers said that they would be willingly give up many things in a recent poll. So they'd be willing to give up sex, money in exchange for a trip. According to a recent survey by the travel site, Trivago, more than 80% of those polled said that travel... Is part of a well-rounded life. And to that end, nearly half or 48% would give up their job. 38% would give up sex for a year. One quarter would fork over all of their savings. And one in five said that they would dump their partner if it meant that they could take a trip in the near future.
0: It's going to shock a lot of you listening right now, but we don't do a lot of prep for this show. I, I, to, Collectively, together. So... Tracy, for you to bring this story up is pretty amazing because just today, I had the conversation with my wife and my family about potentially taking a big trip in late July, early August, booking it now, and this would be probably Hawaii is where we're thinking about going. Now, obviously, even now, you can go to a place like Hawaii. You can travel. You just got to gotta jump through a bunch of hoops and you got to do the right thing, but you can travel to these places right now. We're trying to decide if it's worth rolling the dice of booking now in the hopes that come late July, early August. By then, most, if not everybody, hopefully, that wants the vaccine has the vaccine.
1: And demand shoots up and prices with it.
0: Correct. So we're trying to book now so that we can avoid the rush that's going to happen. Because we thought about Disneyland. That's where my kids really want to go. Let me tell you right now, I'm not going to Disneyland for two or three years because that place is going to be so crammed full of people who didn't get to go to Disneyland for the year and a half it was shut down. It's going to be bonkers. So we're talking about someplace, not that Hawaii won't be bonkers, but we're trying to talk about some place that's a little more out there. And we're, we're conflicted. We don't know if we want to do this or not. We still don't know if it's too early and if we're jumping the gun.
1: So a question for you and your wife. Uh, are you giving up
0: jobs or sex for a year? Which is-
1: I- <laughs> they're, each, they're
2: each choosing one thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so. I'm, yeah, I, I will, I, I'm not that invested in, I, listen, I'm not at the level of desperation where I'm like, I have to take a vacation. or I'm going to go insane. And I can, if, if something were to happen and the, the vaccine didn't roll out or things went sideways or whatever it was. I am more than willing to say, okay, we're going to hunker down a little bit longer. It is—it's not about that. It really is. It's exactly what you said, Tracy, about trying to beat the price hikes and the mad rush that are going to come once the once they start to loosen the restrictions on things.
1: Yeah, because there's only so many travelers that can be accommodated. Right. So the the demand is definitely right. going to. Uh, figure out a way to ration it. And uh, that's, it's probably going to mean prices are yeah. going to go up. So that's, a, it's a good plan. I've many, made many of those same kinds of thoughts. Um, it's job for me, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Not Steve, that's though. This is Steve's yeah. best job he's ever had. He loves this place. It's right. a great place to that's work. That's right. Yeah. not giving that up. Loves the people. That's the news, fellas. All right. One more quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We're going to come back with a crazy game from Steve. We'll be back right after this.
2: How many times have you been carrying too many sacks of groceries into the house just to have one of your pinky fingers snap off, breaking the pickle jar and raspberry jam all over the floor? Ah! Do your handshakes not deliver the goods on the bottom end? Nice to meet you. Man, your handshake is weak. Weak. Do your gloves not wear out evenly toward the smaller digit? these mittens show
3: my shame
2: buff up with the new Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System don't mess around with those finger steroids and digit yoga if you want to build real lower end pinky strength you'll want our new state of the art machine Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the almost proven way to build pinky muscle mass in some time with minimal discomfort and the satisfying burn that lets you know you're building muscle
1: some of the burn is from electricity.
2: The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the only hand exercise machine that builds muscle mass using old-fashioned exercise with the speed and safety Not safe. of small electrical stimulation. Son of a... Just insert your hand and plug the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System into any 220 or dryer outlet. That you choose and let the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System do the work for you. Should I try it?
4: Only if you want hot, sexy man hands from your thumb to your pinky.
2: The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Available now in these fine stores
1: Happy Hand Adult Emporium. Walmart.
0: And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it
3: is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show. I'm Steve Dam. I'm going to be the host and contestant on tonight's game, which we're calling Butt Rock Baccarat. Ooh. Yes, that's right. Butt Rock Baccarat. And this is the way it's going to work. Dave Johnson is a guru, a god, the person you come to when you have a question about hair metal from the 80s and first couple of years of the 90s. He is the guy that that had a website that was devoted to this um, in the late 90s when you couldn't you couldn't see a band like Motley Crue or warrant or poise nobody was holding it with nope. grunge was king at that time and they were contacting him about their new albums to say hey make sure you put this out you know faster pussycats contacting dave to to have him ha- make sure that somebody knows that they released an album and nobody bought
0: it I, but I, 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 w- I want you guys to know i don't mean to name drop right here uh, at the top of the game but uh babylon ad reached out to me before anybody else and that's all i'm that's yeah, all. no kidding. I, I remember that. So,
2: so uh, I Babylon, he five. So
1: many, he had so many CDs more that he could listen to. Yeah, he was, bring, he was bringing <laughs> them over to my house. Yeah. He's like, Do you want any of these? You want to listen to any of these?
2: I am not kidding when I say that Dave has forgotten more about hair metal, glam rock, butt rock, whatever you call it then most people will know. And that's what he, makes me
0: nervous just, is my memory is so bad. I'm worried that you're going to build me up like this and I'm going to, I'm not going to get one of these cause I'm going to have forgotten you know, all of this.
2: I, I, I am almost certain that you are going to get most of these and some of them are not that easy. Um, now here's just a little hint um, to make it fair. I made sure that every one of these bands at least charted either in the United States or in, in the UK um, and so they, they, it, it's, these are not deep cuts or anything like that. We're not, you know, cruel, but, um, but they're not super easy. It's not everything that you'll, uh, you'll, you'll expect. So I'm excited to see, um, what happens, but first we have to decide who's going to go first. Tracy and I are going to alternate back and forth between, um, which one of us is going to give Dave a lyric. Dave's going to take a second and um, go through that vast library of lyrics in his head, and then he's going to spit out the um, the answer. And we're going to see whether or not he's right or wrong. If the person that asked um, uh, the question, if it ends up that one's right, that person's going to get a point. If he's wrong, the other person's going to get the point. Ooh.
0: Okay. That me? Yeah. So who's going All right. first?
2: Okay, so we're going to pick a number between 1 and 10. Dave has written down a number already. And Tracy, go ahead and pick a number.
1: Four,
0: five.
2: Seven. The number is seven. Okay, so, so I Steve will go
1: first. If is right, scoring, I guess you'd go right.
0: <laughs> I cannot
2: go overbid.
3: Yeah. So,
1: all right.
2: So uh, our first lyric line, Dave, Okay, is, we know our dreams can all come true with love that we can share.
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know this one. We say it, read it again.
2: We know our dreams can all come true with love that we can share. It is from the first verse of a song that hit number five on the U S charts in
0: 1991. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I recognize the lyrics, but I can't, this is going to be hard cause it's not, you're not singing the lyric.
2: It's also yeah. difficult because a lot of these songs are really
0: dumb yeah we know our oh, dreams oh, can oh all wait a minute wait a minute it's a firehouse song
3: uh uh love of a lifetime firehouse he is correct
4: he's <laughs> absolutely correct okay. I like how it just you should have seen the look on his face
0: just, it just, popped just out made. of his
4: face like diarrhea oh okay i'm glad
0: i'm i i'm not going over for now so i'm i'm glad I'm okay.
2: All right, so that's a point that's a point for me. It was Firehouse Love of a Lifetime 1991
3: number 5 in the US charts. We know our dreams could all come true. We love not live.
1: So I score one. It's your turn, Tracy. Uh, here's uh, here's this one, Dave. Never thought our love would last for so long. Time and time again,
3: I thought that, I you, thought would that you would be gone. Uh, still you kept on hanging on. Uh, it's docking. Uh, still belongs to me. <laughs> Should have read it all before Our love's worth waiting for Don't you know that it's our love
0: uh, Burning Like a Flame by Dokken Sorry, it took me a while to sing to get to that one Because I don't I didn't know the, the chorus But yeah, Burning Like a Flame by Dokken Yep, that's uh
1: 1989 uh Charted number 20 on the Billboard uh uh charts That's Dokken, Burning Like a Flame
3: Never thought I'd never for so long. Time and time and again I thought that you would be gone. Still we kept on Hold hanging on. on.
1: That's a point for me. To
2: okay, we were gonna go in order, but Tracy's gonna <laughs> just jump around. <laughs> He's definitely gonna get this one. <laughs> um (laughs) okay next one she's just a sweet little thing but i like the way
0: she dances oh no this one's way too short she's just a sweet little thing but i like the way she dances it's too short for me to to hook into this one i I
1: think i know who the song's about though
2: It's the second stanza of the first verse before the chorus, and it is <clears throat> it is from nineteen ninety, charted in the UK, Billboard Top 40.
0: Uh oh. Uh was this London London Choir Boys, seven o'clock? <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's seven (laughs) o'clock, time for a Slava Joe.
0: That was a, that was a, that one is, that's an obscure, that was a short lyric, and that's not a well known band. So that one was tough. Holy cow. (laughs) That
2: was awesome. Okay. So, um, we may need a tiebreaker. So, uh, (laughs) London Choir Boys, seven o'clock. Tracy, um, you're next, baby.
1: All right, here's the next one. I said, please excuse me. I didn't catch your name.
0: I said, please excuse me. I didn't catch your name.
3: I said, please excuse
0: me. I I can hear it being said, but I don't know. This one, give me some like Steve gave me like year and all that. Help me
3: out here.
1: This is from 1988. It charted number 19 on the Billboard
0: Mainstream Chart.
3: I said, please excuse.
0: I don't know this. This one is. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to dig this one out. I really don't. Someone give me a countdown because I don't think I'm going to dig this out. Okay, call it. What is it?
1: Uh, the song is.
0: Winger 17. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't, believe it or not, I wasn't a massive Winger fan. I felt, I felt um, like it's they were actually
2: your, it's actually to your benefit, uh, you know, to, it, whatever. It's good that you okay. don't know that. Sorry, Tracy, yeah. I let
0: you down on that one. Okay.
2: So, <laughs> point to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, that was Winger.
3: Seventeen. And I she was coming to my door. She whispered.
2: All right, um, for my next, for my next lyric, it goes like this. Midnight, and I'm ready to move. Don't Midnight, need a reason, I got the groove.
3: I'm ready to move. Don't need no reason. I got the groove. My body's burning. That's L.A. Guns.
0: Uh, burning hot. I'm going to have to sing this one again. Hang on.
3: <laughs> i Don't need no reason. I got the cue. My motor's running, and I'm coming after you.
0: Rip and tear. L.A. Guns. <laughs>
3: This game This game is awesome.
0: Rip, rip, rip and tear by LA Guns. <sighs>
2: LA Guns Rip and Tear 1989 number 47 on billboard.
0: All right. (laughs) It's all you. All right. This is so hard too because you guys are—you're doing the right thing. You're reading these lyrics in a monotone fashion, but it just—man—it messes with my brain. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: This is so bad. You've only missed one.
3: (laughs) I can't remember. I can't
0: remember my daughter's middle name, and yet I somehow chamber all this. I don't know how it works.
1: (laughs) Okay. It's the moonlight that controls my mind. Now, I've got the power to speak. Yeah.
3: I'll wait from dusk till dawn.
0: Uh, this is Up All Night by Slaughter. Well done. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh,
1: up All Night by Slaughter. 1990 reached number 27 on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs>
2: He's definitely, he's going to get this. I'm pretty sure he's
3: going to get this one.
2: This, now I'm like, God, I just, these, these are too, I, I told Tracy, if he gets all these, it's going to be nothing but Husker do keel. And heel. That's what it's going to be. We're going to have to revisit this so that we can definitely stump him. Here's your next lyric. She wore high heels and a little black lace. I knew her body, but I couldn't see her face.
3: Uh, I'm, laughing,
0: I'm laughing just at you reading this but i don't know if i know this one uh
1: the, i kind of wondered about this one
0: i d- i d- this one isn't i mean this one isn't even like even with the winger one that was that was scratching a little something this one is not
2: well it was number 97 on billboard <laughs> In 1989, I will tell you that it, I I I fire this song up a lot, and I listen to it because I like it. And it's one of the only okay.
0: No, I I don't have this one, so you might as well reveal it. You I'm tell not. your wife that it reminds I'm you not. Of her. <laughs> yeah. Don't I'm not snagging this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is this? Okay. Um, this
2: song is "Let's Put the X in Sex" by Kiss, 1989 number
3: 97 on the billboard i knew but i couldn't see her face she didn't in that
1: yeah crazy nights crazy nights
0: no album. it was from their greatest hits it was from their smashes trashes and hits this was like the the yeah, new yeah. song added onto their greatest hits album so at crazy least crazy is
2: that i thought it was off the crazy nights album no because it they had a they had a video for it and everything yeah. so
3: steve smashes, are you questioning Trash, me yeah i, I am not good
1: lord and, would not uh, do that to you bruce Kulick replaying all the songs that ace fraley didn't know how to play anymore
0: uh Let's put the X and Sex is a song by the American rock band Kiss from their 1988 greatest hits album Smashes, Thrashes and Hits. The song is the first album's is the album's first track and was released as its lead single.
2: And it rose to ninety seven. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough a one. Bullet. I mean, I, that's a fully legitimate. Like I should have known that. Probably I, I don't listen. It's not, it's not that I should have known that. I'm just saying with with my dumb knowledge, I probably should have known that, and so I didn't. You
2: so. absolutely proved it by by fighting me on what album it was on <laughs> and being absolutely correct. So totally.
1: London, it's London Choir Boys has restored your legitimacy for me uh, <laughs> because I was like, I had to go look that up. So Yeah. All right. Are we
0: ready for the next one? I think so.
1: You were sneaking around with a stranger girl these rumors are driving me mad
0: i it's sad that i know this this is danger danger bang bang oh absolutely yeah this it's, is uh,
1: this is 89 reached number 46 on the
3: billboard stuff
0: I know we have some young people listening right now, so make no mistake. The band's name was Danger Danger, and the name of the song, which was their second single, was Bang Bang, which followed their first single, Naughty Naughty.
4: Naughty Naughty was the one I was looking up, but it didn't chart, so I I didn't so I didn't include it. But I'm like, wow, this is really stupid. And then I immediately I'm like, I wonder if all their songs.
2: Songs are the same word twice, <laughs> because that is ridiculous, but it's a great
0: gimmick. Danger Danger released Naughty Naughty and followed it with Bang Bang. And that was the 80s, folks. <laughs>
2: um, okay. Um, good one. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. This is another short lyric. But I think you'll get it because it did reach number one on the billboard. Stand up, little girl, a broken heart can't be that bad.
3: When it's through, it's through. Fate will twist up both of you. Come on, baby, come on over. Let me be the one to show you
0: to be with you by Mr. Big. That's 1992
2: number 1 Billboard hit. That Mr. was Big. I mean
0: that was a that was a massive hit at the time,
3: so both of you so come on baby come on over. Let me be the one to show
2: you. A... I just I I was like Mr big yeah, okay Mr big but yeah you're right it really it really was
3: yeah uh, <laughs> all right
1: one, I think this so, one's gonna right. present a challenge for Dave uh I I think this this could so this uh so let me uh let me go ahead and try this uh wound up can't sleep. Can't do anything right, little honey. Round
3: oh. Up can't I sleep, can't do anything. Unless I set my eyes on you, I'll tell you the truth. Dancing like <gasps> a flame on a snow den, baby. Come on,
0: that's Firewoman by the cult. That's a rad song. <laughs> that's a killer song that one i'll play to this day a lot of these songs i don't listen to anymore i just have them burned into the nether regions of my brain that is a song i will play all day oh my
1: goodness well well
3: done
2: All right, so are we are we tied?
0: I don't. I, no, <laughs> hey, no, listen, I'm I'm competing being. here. Someone should be keeping score. You took a point from me. Oh well, yeah, but you took a point from me. Yeah, I missed one for each of you. So we're gonna need a tiebreaker from Steve. Steve, uh, how are we doing this?
2: I have I have a tiebreaker selected. Um, and I can't tell you the year because I, I pulled this, uh, directly out of my ass. So, uh, I did that and my ass doesn't keep time. Um, I mean, That's my ass keeps terrible. time. I mean, ask, ask anybody I play drums for, my ass keeps time. But, uh, but here's, um, uh, here is the first stanza of the verse, um, of, uh, of a song.
3: That okay. you have to guess. Okay.
2: Okay. I can't believe I could have been so blind, but, but love, love is, strange. is
3: strange. I saw the writing for a long, long time, but the truth remains.
0: Yeah. That's edge of a broken heart by Vixen.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. Steve, I think you just <laughs> won the game.
2: Number 26 on the charts.
3: Um, cow don't, that's great don't why do i
0: maybe i'm wrong see this is where i think i'm wrong i'm not even going to say it now i'll look it up after the show if i'm right i'll i'll mention it next week what i was going to say about that song about that specific song so
4: you know what i noticed
2: i did a i did a lot of work on this because there, there were a bunch that didn't make the cut because they either didn't um they either d- didn't chart or the song that i wanted to use didn't happened to chart but it was a hit for some reason. Right. Um oh god what was what was the one that i was really surprised didn't chart? I can't remember. But um oh, 1989 was a huge year for Hair Metal. Yeah. 1980,
4: yeah. 1989
2: jammed every billboard hit was a hair metal song. Absolutely. In 1989, I don't think there was—I don't even think there was a country music hit. I think every one of them was hair metal.
0: Well, and I think that was the year. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, and I think that's the year that that did them in—did hair metal bands in—because it was so saturated at that point, and you could not get away from it. And it was just—I mean, it was ridiculous. So I think that's—you're right. I think that's exactly. So I was right. What I was going to say is right. I managed to look it up in the meantime. Not that anybody's going to know this name much better than a name like Vixen, but Richard Marx wrote "Edge of a Broken Heart," that song.
2: I, I knew that, uh-huh. um, but uh, but I bet you
0: couldn't find a bottle of Aquanet anywhere.
2: Yeah, like in 1989. That's what I like, mean. You, you they, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. You, I mean, and you had you a- had it was right around the time that all the you know all the bands like warrant and all those different bands Cinderella and everything were all so. You couldn't get away from them, and I think that's why the following, like by two years later, you didn't hear from any of those bands anymore because people yeah, were yeah, so was, sick uh, of it.
1: It was really yeah. I had uh, I had tried to escape that early because I saw the writing on the wall, and it got too cheesy. Like it had turned a corner where yeah. it wasn't what it it wasn't what it was. Hang on, Tracy. So... I, t-
0: I take umbrage with that. What about Danger Danger releasing Naughty Naughty, Naughty followed by uh, Bang Bang? Is cheesy to you?
1: Well, I need to think about that. Maybe, maybe I was too rash. Yeah. And uh, so give me a week. To, okay. And then if I, if I have a rebuttal um, or some additional commentary, but uh, maybe I was a little too, no, I was, I was right. You know, I was right. Yeah.
3: Nelson
2: and trickster. Yeah. And I mean, there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of, I mean, there's a ton to mine from this. And I have a feeling that he's going to know 90% of them. If, if I use that same, um standard of had to be billboard yeah had to be yeah so you know, before night holy cow i mean there were some real yeah
0: all right was, well wow. hey i appreciate you guys putting the the game together tracy sorry i didn't pull out the win for you steve congratulations on winning we're gonna wrap things up we have run long uh that was a great game i'd gladly play that again especially because it gives me a chance to sing you guys heard the voice you know what i <laughs> I bring to the table like that's, it's impressive to say the (laughs) least. So, uh, okay. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, Tracy, any last things to add? Any last words? I'll be riding
1: my bicycle to Oregon. Yeah, you will. That's a little message to the family. If they're listening, they'll know where, where I am this weekend. If they're not, well, I'll be gone for a while.
0: Perfect. Steve, anything else from you?
2: I'm headlighting at Parker's starting Thursday night, two shows, seven o'clock and 11 o'clock. Um, Thursday, Friday and Saturday uh, Come early There's a two drink minimum And uh, try the roast beef
0: Perfect <laughs> I didn't know what the hell you were doing there for a minute All right, Parker's ballroom closed Yeah, For I'm Tracy cool. <laughs> For Steve For me Dave We're going to wrap things up We'll talk to you next time right here On the Dave and Steve Show